Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 12, Who You Really Are. Yeah. So, Mariah, how was your week? Um, Caroline came to visit recently. And yes, it was I did. fun. <laughs> we got to hang out for, like, a whole two hours. Crazy. Because <laughs> I asked if I could take an extended lunch at work. And they were like, yeah, just go for two hours. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so we were like, what do we do? <laughs> we literally ran out of things to talk about, which was fun. <laughs> we, we talk almost weekly here. So yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. And... And we got Taylor Swift tickets. Fuck yes! Yes, we did. After all the turmoil and strife. Yes. We did it. <laughs> One of my coworkers was like, it, I'm so happy for you because you literally went into like a clinical depression when you didn't get the tickets. <laughs> I was like, thank you for noticing. <laughs> I had some other stuff going on at the same time, but yes, it did play a big part. <laughs> yeah. Feel that. Feel that. But if you're going to the Nashville show on May 6th, Mm -hmm. come find us and tell us hi. Yes, it'd be so cool. We'll be in, what, section 220? Yeah. Come stalk us. Yeah. A a little bit, nicely. So do some light stalking. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. I think it would be really funny, though, because that's how you and I met was... We went to the same concert, and you were like, are you fuck yeah, Paradise Fears? And I think it would be so funny if somebody came up to us and was like, are you agents of nothing? (laughs) And then we become lifelong (laughs) friends. Yes. Full circle. Full circle. So, Caroline, how was your week? Well, in addition to everything that you just said, um, I also moved into a new apartment. It's been a very busy two weeks here, actually. <laughs> it's in the same complex that I was already in, but just a different unit. But it's like so m- it's like literally twice as big as the old unit. And it has a yard for Chip. And I'm so excited about it. Yay. Yeah. So I'm in my new closet right now. <laughs> if If the audio sounds any different. All right, well, let's get into it. Yeah. This episode was written by Drew Z. Greenberg and directed by Roxanne Dawson. Roxanne! I love how you sing, like, every time. I have to. I don't always include, I don't always include (laughs) you singing the person's name, but I would like the audience to know. (laughs) She sings the director's name every time. I have to. It's a knee-jerk reaction. Um, So, for the Art of Evolution initiative, where different artists were once again chosen to create the teaser posters based on their previous work and how it connected to the themes and emotions of the intended episode, for Who You Really Are, the producers enlisted Marcos Martin to create the poster, which highlighted Sif's return to the show as well as an inside look at S.H.I.E.L.D. as the logo crumbles with Sky in the center of it ambiguously leaving the viewer questioning if the logo was crumbling due to Sif's sword or Sky's powers. Oh. I forgot to put it on the drive. Yeah, I was looking for it. But it is on the Wikipedia page for this. Oh, okay. So, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) It sounds very cool. Yeah, it's cool. You should look at it after. Yeah, I'll look. (laughs) And Sif is, like, vaguely blue, which is cool Mm. and, like, weird. Very weird. Maybe Sif is like half Cree. Ooh, she would hate that. What a plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we meet in this episode? So the only new character that we meet is Vintac, which sounds like a medication, but it's not. Um, <laughs> and I, it's just crazy because I can't believe that they brought back Mr. Blue from the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Yes. So, we start out in Faro, or Faro, Portugal. 
um, a group of Portuguese youths are having a group date around a beach campfire. And they say they're like talking about the s'mores that they're making. And one of them says something. And then the other one says cracker is the American word for cookie. And I'm, I'm so, I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. Because it absolutely is not. I'm thinking it's like a graham cracker. That's the only explanation I've got. I guess, but it's That's still like, like the not. the only example I can think of. Or like animal crackers. I guess we do have, okay, we do have a few examples of that. We've got graham crackers, animal crackers... I think that's it. I, I still wouldn't classify those as cookies. And the word cracker does not, it's not the same as a cookie. I don't know. I was very confused by it. Maybe we could <laughs> chalk it up to Portuguese young adults not being savvy on American culture. Yeah. All them, them Portuguese youths and their <laughs> language. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so then they see Edward Cullen walk onto the beach from the sea holding a sword. But wait, it's Sif! And she says she must find Kava. Whatever that is. Special guest star Jamie Alexander portrays Sif, also reprising her role from the film series. We love her. We love Lady Sif. (laughs) Um, So David was watching some of this episode with me, and every time that Sif would talk, he'd be like, her eyebrows don't move. (laughs) (laughs) And then at one point, her eyebrows did move, and I was like, it was like, it was like 3 a.m., and he's like barely even awake, and all of a sudden, he just goes, they moved! (laughs) (laughs) And it scared the shit out of me. (laughs) But apparently her eyebrows only moved once in the whole episode. (laughs) Anyway, um... So one of the Portuguese youths says that he doesn't know who that is. So Sif starts to walk away and then the other guy gets like a cheeky smile on his face and he follows her, offering to help with anything else you may need. (sighs) She ignores him until he puts his hand on her shoulder and then she turns around and sends him flying 20 feet back. It was amazing. That's what I want to do all the time. The catcalling guy deserved it. Deserved! If only we could all do that Literally. to men who won't leave us alone. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, and then, but then, of course, his friends are, like, appalled that she would do this when he was obviously the one in the wrong. And so the first guy yells out, like, who the hell are you? And she just goes, I don't know. It's very ominous. And I love it. <laughs> So May and Sky are sparring, and May can tell that Sky is holding back. Sky confirms this, but says that um, what she's feeling is pretty dark, so she doesn't want to take it out on May. Basically, Fitz interrupts them and suggests that Sky take a break. Sweet baby prince, I love him. He was sweetest, purest man. This was a man wonderful Fitz episode. I love him so much. It was. Um, so May tells him to go away and Sky assures him that she's fine. May immediately gets back to training, almost catching Sky off guard. Almost. <laughs> Hunter reveals to Morse that Coulson has offered him a permanent position on the team. We're going to pretend that they were not doing what they were just doing, but also it couldn't have been that good if they went straight into like that mundane of a conversation, I feel like, that quickly afterwards. <laughs> Just saying. No, like, they're not even out of breath. So, (laughs) whatever. Um, Anyway, uh, so Hunter is becoming more dedicated to S.H.I.E.L.D. and more trusting of Morse, it seems. Which is seemingly good for Morse's ulterior mission. um, Or whatever that is. Or she's pissed. I don't know. She made a face. Hard to read. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Stark Copper Jacket's is i don't even remember what part of the episode that was in i just wrote it down and i was like that sounds comic booky <laughs> so when colson and mac are taking inventory at the start of the episode colson mentions that they get equipment from stark industries via maria hill mm. the former a major company from the iron man films the latter a shield agent who began working for stark at the end of captain america the winter soldier ah Okay. So it was during the inventory. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
So Coulson is, as we said, doing inventory while trying to convince Mac to become a field agent because have you seen yourself? But Mac is a little trepidatious. Ooh, nice vocabulary word. I got to sprinkle those in, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Got to be like, I listen to folklore. (laughs) (laughs) Mac says he doesn't like violence and he's unnerved after what happened in the city. Uh, But then May interrupts with news from Portugal and Coulson decides that Mac agreed, even though Mac has literally said nothing of the sort. So. (laughs) Glad we had this talk. Good talk. So Colson and May go to, I assume, the American embassy in Portugal and speak to a diplomat there about how did you manage to subdue her and keep her here? And the guy says, I didn't subdue her. I told her that Kava was coming. I'm not the one who has to tell her that you're not Kava. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking me. (laughs) (laughs) Then Colson sits down with Sif and she doesn't recognize the son of Cole. Even when he shows her pictures of them working together, she has no memory of it. It seems she doesn't even remember her own name or why she's here. The only thing she knows is that she's from Asgard. I love that the pictures he shows her are just screen caps from that episode. (laughs) Who took those, Coulson? (laughs) Sky in the background, just like... They're literally just like on a mission. (laughs) That would actually be so funny. Um, so on returning to the series after a similar single episode guest appearance in the first season, Jamie Alexander said, this definitely came out of the blue. It was a last minute thing, I think. They called up and said, hey, would you like to come back on S.H.I.E.L.D.? We need you for something very specific. And I said, you know what? If this makes sense for my character in the film, then I'm going to say yes to this. Yeah. Interesting. I'm surprised that it was last minute because everything else in the MCU seems so planned out, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it probably wasn't last minute in the sense that, like, they wrote her in at the last minute. I feel like it was probably last minute as in, like, asking her. (laughs) Oh, yeah, probably. (laughs) They just, like, assumed. They're like, hey, maybe we should ask. (laughs) (laughs) They're, like, like, filming already and they're like, oh, wait, (laughs) has anybody talked to Jamie? (laughs) 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 anyway uh but luckily sky found a clue on twitter someone posted a video of sif sword fighting with a man on a pier the man was holding his own in the fight and eventually won throwing sif into the ocean below the pier that's not very nice (laughs) um don't like that (laughs) don't like that wasn't that's a taylor swift quote Sorry. (laughs) Coulson assumes that this guy is another rogue Asgardian that Sif has been sent to track down. The guy who stabbed Sif shows up in some shop. It's a hospital uh, past me, just so you know, and demands that the clerk bring him fuel. Like, he couldn't have just asked politely. He says, someone on your world has changed. I'm here to hunt them down. But why, though? <laughs> Who told you to? I assume he's talking about Sky, And, like, what does she have to do with you? <laughs> and honestly, still, I'm still asking that question. Because even knowing why he's there, like, who asked you to do this? Nobody did. <laughs> Just some weird vigilante shit. You put this on yourself. Oh, another Taylor Swift <laughs> quote. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, so he holds the clerk by her collar to threaten her like a 1970s school bully. He might as well have said, why I oughta. (laughs) (laughs) He tells her that she won't remember as he begins to turn into the newest member of the Blue Man group. Blue! He's blue. That was my my note. It was just, blue! It's blue! (laughs) She's feeling I got it, it's blue! Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Fitzsimmons have analyzed the video frame by frame, and they found that Mr. Blue was wearing something mechanical, which Sif struck and hurt him severely. He may have even been bleeding, which is a good sign. Just before the team all get to work, Simmons informs Coulson that she's been revamping the icers. When Fitz questions this, she explains that they've been increasing the dosage on the, dex- dendro- bleh, on the dendrotoxin formula even though it could be dangerous, simply because it's effective, and with the threats they've been receiving lately, it seems necessary. 
Fitz does not seem to agree, but he doesn't say anything yet. Coulson and May bring Sif back to the pier in the video, trying to jog her memory, but she doesn't even know that she usually wears very conspicuous armor. So Coulson asks what she does remember of her home planet. She doesn't remember any details, but when they say the name Thor, she smiles involuntarily. And even May smiles when Sif does, because it's the cutest fucking thing ever. (laughs) So Fitz, Mac, and Hunter are searching the scene for clues. While Hunter is telling Mac that he's going to take the permanent position Coulson offered, Hunter also finds a weird spot on a light pole. He pokes it, and the whole top half of the pole falls over like it's been cut with a sword. Hunter swears he barely touched it, and Mac says, Trust me, there is no universe in which I think you did that on your own. (laughs) Get him, Mac. (laughs) Fitz takes a piece of the pole and sends it to Simmons with a little pocket analyzer box thingy. So then Skye and Morse go to the hospital to ask to speak to anyone who was on the pier earlier and who maybe got hurt in the scuffle. Morse is apparently fluent in every language, and Skye throws in a little dig there or something. I'm not sure I understand. She she says, I'm pretty sure you're good at both, meaning lying and spotting a liar. Why? Why did she say this? I think since they're spies, it's supposed to be a compliment. I guess. Like, we would take that as an insult, but, like, if your whole job is lying and spotting liars... And someone's like, I guess you're an expert at both. You'd be like, oh my god, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I guess so. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. (laughs) Oh my god, you think I'm a liar? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So while they're there, they see the clerk from earlier, or I guess the nurse from earlier, who now doesn't know her name. Is there a Portuguese hippa? Why are the patients out in the open like that? (laughs) Why are they just out? I think because they didn't... I don't know. I don't know. Because I I feel like that was supposed to still just be, like, the office, I guess. So they're just like, we don't know what happened. She just all of a sudden is not feeling well. But Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... If you go to an American hospital, like, you have to come with a warrant, like, for them to answer any of your questions. Right. Like, have you seen anyone who, did you get anyone who got hurt from the pier? And have you seen this man? They'd be like, I cannot tell you that. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I mean, ideally. (laughs) Maybe, maybe they can be like, well, I didn't. I didn't see anything. (laughs) But if you want to talk to anyone who did... I don't know. So, uh, this is, like, one of the only goofs that was worth my while. So, not a single character speaks European Portuguese in this episode, despite the fact it allegedly develops in Portugal. Interesting. The group of friends by the beach speak Brazilian Portuguese. The policeman has a sign saying Policia Regional, Regional Police, behind him, which is not a sign one sees in Portugal. And in addition, the worker at the hospital speaks Spanish. What? (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even try. (laughs) They were like, actually, fuck Portugal. (laughs) 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 We're going to set it here, but fuck them. (laughs) They're like, no one cares enough about Portugal. I'm sorry to any Portuguese fans we may have. <laughs> we care about Portugal. We care about you. We care about you. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did you dirty. <laughs> they did. They really did. So May and Sif meet back up with Coulson and a beach vendor who says that Sif is a dangerous monster. And Sif says, I'm no monster. I may be dangerous, but only to those who are deserving. Right, Coulson? <laughs> I love how after she gets her reassurance, she goes, answer his question, elderly man. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. (laughs) So the elderly man finally tells them that the man Sif was fighting stole his helium and his balloons. That's so mean. (laughs) 
That's his that's his whole means of living. What are you doing? Why would you steal an old man's balloons? Stop stealing his balloons and his helium. (laughs) He needs that. Anyway, I'm assuming it's for fuel or something. Whatever. So Simmons confirms that Mr. Blue was not in fact bleeding, but was leaking liquid nitrogen for some reason. As they speculate what he could be using the nitrogen for, Sif narrows it down a little, saying that he couldn't have used it to breathe because only seven intelligent species across the known realms breathe heightened levels of nitrogen gas, and none of them are humanoid. (laughs) And then she's like, what, you didn't learn this as a kid? (laughs) As a kid, we didn't believe that aliens existed. Literally. So... So uh, Coulson tells Morse and Skye to look around the hospital for instruments that use nitrogen. This will at least put them on the trail. So Morse and Skye immediately find him, and he warns them not to fight him. But of course they do. Morse goes down first, and then Skye starts an earthquake, and Mr. Blue is very confused, but takes the opportunity to yeet himself over the shelf that fell on top of Skye and out of the room. Why was him throwing Bobby so funny? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) She just, like, spun. Like a a little woman frisbee. Morse is fine, though. She's cool. Mm -hmm. She's okay. (laughs) Sky tells Coulson and Sif about how Mr. Blue used the nitrogen to turn his skin from blue to pink and asks if he could be a Cree. Hmm. When Sky says the man she fought turned blue like he just tried some Willy Wonka gum, this is a reference, in case anyone doesn't know, to Roald Dahl's 1964 novel Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which was first filmed as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in 1971 in which Violet Beauregard tries an experimental chewing gum, swells up into a sphere, and turns blueberry blue. I love that that's in there because I did literally refer to him as Violet Beauregard later on. (laughs) (laughs) I had nightmares about that as a kid. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory scared me so much. It was Especially that the tunnel scene. Yeah. That was fucking scary. Oh my god. I'm still scarred. Like, I don't think I could even watch that as an adult. Honestly, I've watched it since, and it's literally just, like, flickering lights and loud music. <laughs> but it was so scary. <laughs> um, anyway. So Sif says that if a Cree had come to Earth unannounced, it could only mean trouble. Sif also says that while she thought that Kava was a name, it's also the Cree word for keys. And as Coulson points out, Asgardians apparently learn other species' entire languages as children. (laughs) (laughs) I love that they threw that in there. That was... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she just breezes past that part, and then she thanks Skye for her bravery. Aw. The sweet moment. Yeah. It's ruined later. Yes. <laughs> so Sky goes to Fitz, freaking out about what happened, obviously. She can't control it when she feels any kind of fear or nervousness. Fitz tries to comfort her by saying that he's running more tests on her blood samples to try and find a solution, but it's not helping her feel better. Just then, Hunter interrupts and is a little suspicious about their secluded, whispered conversation. So Sky and Fitz awkwardly leave Hunter there as he checks out the new weapons that they were standing in front of. Simmons finishes checking out Morse and goes to get some antibiotic cream for the scar on her face. I love that you said checking out Morse because I feel like Jim was definitely flirting with Bobby. I mean, look at them. <laughs> Have you seen them both? And Bobby was flirting back. Yeah, obviously. I mean, look at who she's coupled up with right now. She should be flirting with Simmons. Yeah. They're a much better match. That's the couple I would want to see, okay? <laughs> I know I know I'm all about Fitzsimmons, but Gemma and Bobby would be a more compelling couple than Hunter and Bobby. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, anyway, so once Simmons leaves the room, Mac and Morse start talking about Hunter and how he's decided to keep working for S.H.I.E.L.D. more permanently. Morse suggests that they include Hunter in whatever their scheme is. 
Mac is staunchly against this. He says that Morse and Hunter have a distinct pattern, especially of her lying to him, and the end of that pattern will ruin their plans. Morse says that while trust has never been their strong suit, they're, quote, building something real here. So what? They weren't building something real when they were married? <laughs> what the fuck? Wow, she's just like me. <laughs> I know we have a pattern, but it's different this time. I know it is. Why don't you believe me that it is? <laughs> <laughs> I know we've literally never changed before, but it's changed this time. We've done nothing to make it change, <laughs> but it's changed, I swear. <laughs> Max says that all Hunter is going to hear is that she's been lying to him again. Also, Mac is afraid that Hunter will, quote, take their side, and he doesn't want to have to fight his friend. Morse says that Hunter would never fight against them, but with all the shit that he talks to literally everyone on a daily basis about his, quote, she-devil ex-wife, I'm willing to bet that he would absolutely fight against them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Hunter's a little chicken shit. I mean, yeah, he is. He'd probably run away first, but I... If... If people were watching, he would he would definitely fight against them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Max says that their best option is for Morse to push Hunter away and for Hunter to leave S.H.I.E.L.D. eventually. He says, you remember how it felt to find out our friends were Hydra? And she says, but we're not Hydra. Well, who the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> As Coulson is complaining that this is an impossible search, May finds a Portuguese town called Chavez, which also means keys, apparently, (laughs) and was mentioned in Whitehall's files as the place where they first found the obelisk. So Coulson, May, and Sif immediately start to head out, but Skye stops them and asks Coulson if she can sit this one out. She swears that it's just because she still feels banged up after her after her run-in with the Blue Man group. And I'm so glad that she used the same reference as me. Me and Sky are on the same wavelength. You and Bobby are right there with each other. Me and Sky. <laughs> May is worried that it's more about Sky not being able to control her nerves and her emotions. And I really love that Coulson was just like, yeah, of okay. course, whatever you gotta do, fine. Yeah. And it's like, if, even if it was her nerves, would that would they have said, like, no, you got to go back out there? Right. Like, I feel like if she's, like, shaken up by it, that's valid. Yeah, for sure. And it's only going to, if she doesn't feel confident in herself to be able to complete her duties, then that puts the rest, the rest of the team at risk anyway. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I, but, I just love that Coulson was like, yeah, for whatever. Yeah, but May definitely sees right through Sky, regardless of, of whether or not like she would have like let her get away with it just being nerves. She can tell that like something is off. Yeah, well, and she also has. It seems like she's been suspicious of Sky ever since the the incident in her like quarantine room. Yeah. Anyway. So, the S.H.I.E.L.D. team catches Violet Beauregard as he is about to open a box with the same markings as the obelisk. He says, you'll never stop me. And Coulson says, want to bet? And then they throw a fucking net over him like a goddamn Scooby-Doo villain. (laughs) (laughs) And I I guess it uses, it like electrocutes him or something, but it was still pretty funny. I, the, that whole scene played out, the dialogue played out like a Scooby-Doo episode, and I loved it. <laughs> you meddling kids. <laughs> You'll never stop me! What a bet! <laughs> so the scene in which Vintac is captured was filmed on the location used for the entrance to the Batcave in 1966 Batman. Interesting. Where is that? <laughs> Is that, like, in California or something? Where is it? Probably. They didn't say what location, and I didn't bother (laughs) looking it up. On the location. (laughs) On the location. (laughs) On the plane, Coulson and Sif are interrogating the Kree, whose name is Vintak. Sif is not doing a great job. (laughs) (laughs) The character, what the heck? 
Oh, my ad block has been updated. Thanks. Ah. My, I, it just randomly opened another tab, and I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, your audio started to, like, slow down. It was weird. Um, so the character of Vintak is the first living Kree to appear on the series after a Kree corpse was seen in the episode Tahiti. The species plays a significant role in the film Guardians of the Galaxy, where the idea of more peaceful members of the race, like Vintak, was established. Mm. And Eddie McClintock, who plays Vintak, his voice was digitally altered for his role. Really? Yeah. And I'm, like, trying to figure out how. Like, was it, like, a simple, like, pitch up or pitch down? Or, because I didn't notice anything, like, different or weird. Yeah. I didn't notice either. Anyway, so the Kree swears that he's here to help and is willing to prove it by restoring Sif's memory. Coulson agrees, but only after they can verify that the Kree's weapon will actually do what he says it will. Morse is studying the truncheon. Uh, which is his weapon, when Hunter comes in. She is clearly trying to work, and he's like, oh, you can't turn on the truncheon? Well, you could try turning me on instead. Bro. (laughs) I'm having mixed feelings about Morris right now, but she's literally trying to work on a very important part of the current mission. Could you please shut the fuck up? Like, (laughs) go take care of yourself in the bathroom or something, you horn dog. (laughs) So Morse uses the opportunity to start distancing herself from him, and he immediately gets very butthurt. And y'all, just as a PSA, if you ask for space from your partner and they immediately start, like, insulting you, that is the sign of a pretty unhealthy relationship. Just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) FYI. Like, I know that this is a shock to him because, like, they were literally just fucking this morning, Um, but... Uh, and I'm sure I, I can feel that hurt. Like, I understand that hurt and the confusion about it. But she was pretty polite about saying that she just wanted to slow things down. And then he was like, but we usually fuck more before you start acting like a bitch. <laughs> like, I took that as, like, usually we start fighting a lot before you break it off. And I guess uh. maybe that speaks to my experience with unhealthy relationships. That heating up is, like, <laughs> fighting. Yeah, maybe so. Because, yeah, because the line was, um, usually things heat up more before you get frosty. I was thinking of that as, like, passion before she starts giving the cold shoulder kind of thing. Which could still be either. Yeah, well, passion, yeah, could be either. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Interesting. Very interesting. Either way, not a very healthy relationship, and if you relate to this relationship... (laughs) Uh, maybe you take another look. (laughs) That's all. Okay, bye. Um, anyway. (laughs) So Hunter storms out and completely ignores Mac's greeting as they pass each other, which was rude. (laughs) And Mac realizes that Morse did what they talked about, and Morse is extremely upset that she had to. So the rest of the team lands back at HQ, and they continue asking Vintak to explain how the truncheon works. He says that it will only work in his hand. So Coulson starts to make a comment about how convenient that is when Vintak suddenly just kicks the truncheon out of Coulson's hands and uses it on Sif before dropping it and putting his hands up. Sif's memories immediately return and she punches him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Vintak explains that it was one particular faction of Kree that set up the whole diviner situation on other planets and that only on Earth did the experiment actually work, but it worked a little too well. The rest of the Kree stopped that faction, and they thought that the chapter had ended until Sky's Diviner went off and sent out a signal. This is what brought Vintak here, to destroy the, quote, abominations that the Diviners created, and to destroy the rest of the Diviners to protect anyone else from being turned, so that the Kree nation doesn't decide to renew the experiment. But just then, Simmons has opened the crate that Vintek says would hold enough diviners to create an army, and she tells them that it's empty. Oh, fuck. I'd completely forgotten about that part, and I went, oh, shit. (laughs) Literally. out loud. (laughs) Um, 
So Simmons also finds Fitz's iPad, which has finally finished the testing on Skye's blood. And she's very impressed at the results. She's very intrigued um, and asks whose DNA he was testing. And Fitz lies badly, saying that it's just a simulation. But Simmons doesn't quite believe him. Vintak is hell-bent on finding the rest of the Diviners and anyone who was already transformed. Sif agrees. Coulson and May tell them about Reyna, but that she disappeared. The only person who witnessed her transformation was Skye. So Sif and Vintak turn to her and start asking about what she saw. But Skye is getting nervous now. Vintak says that these creatures are weapons, abominations, even if they don't know what, even if they don't know what they are. So then Sky's earthquake begins, and the whole bunker starts shaking. Fitz immediately runs, looking for Sky. May and Coulson also look at Sky and start asking her what's going on. She finally admits that she's doing this. Sif goes to grab her, but Sky pulls away, and then the windows blow up behind her. Hello, overstimulation. Why are none of them acting like this is an earthquake? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I know Sky is causing it, but it's still a real earthquake. Get under a table or something. <laughs> Go to the doorway. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like everyone is like, oh, it's a, it's a earthquake. I better run down the hall for some reason. <laughs> well, I guess they're they're used to like alien species so they're assuming that it's like something with powers but still no you're right the building could definitely come crashing down <laughs> <laughs> so Fitz gets to the door as Coulson and May are standing between Sky and the aliens Sif and Vintak are adamant that Sky should be taken off of Earth in entirely Sif offers to take her to Asgard and Vintak says that she should be destroyed <laughs> Fitz pipes up and says, it sounds like he is the killer, not Skye. May and Fitz take Skye and run while Coulson holds off Sif and Vintak. May and Skye run past Simmons and Skye apologizes to her. As Fitz runs behind them, Simmons realizes that he was keeping this from her. The Fitzsimmons rift grows. <laughs> Fitz also runs past Mac and Morse and tells them, Sif and the Kree are trying to take Skye. And I don't know why, but the way that he said that was so, like, just... Matter of fact, and it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to the point. Yeah. They're trying to take Scott. To the point. <laughs> um, Coulson tries to reason with Sif, but Vintak just screams, Enough! <laughs> and throws Coulson across <laughs> the room. <laughs> Something about, like, men on this show just screaming one word is always funny. <laughs> So Vintak runs through the halls and finds Mac and Morse blocking his way. Hunter shows up as Vintak takes, knocks out Mac, and he tries to intervene, but Vintak immediately knocks him out too, of course. Morse lets Vintak talk some more about how she's very brave to face him again, and she must really love fighting. <laughs> Which is such a weird thing to say. <laughs> as she lets him talk, she's leading him into the lab through the door right next to them. And this guy is so fucking stupid. Like, she wasn't blocking his way anymore. He could have just kept running forward, but he followed her into the lab. I think maybe he just really loves fighting. <laughs> Projection. Literally. Um, so May brings Skye to the dungeon and puts up the walls. She tries to get Skye to focus on just her and on calming down, but it's a vicious cycle. Sky can't stop panicking, and knowing that she's not able to calm down is putting everyone she loves at risk. Oh, wait, hang on, sorry, I wrote that so weird. Sky can't stop panicking, and knowing that not being able to calm down is putting everyone she loves at risk is certainly not going to help her calm down. This is truly the worst panic attack imaginable. God, can you, like, your panic attacks causing actual tangible damage. Literally. And, like, the worse you panic, the worse it gets. That sounds like something that would happen in a nightmare. Literally. <laughs> that, is, that is an anxiety nightmare. I hate it. I'm going to have that dream tonight. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, as May is trying to reach her, 
Sif's sword pierces through the cell wall, and she tells Mei to hand Sky over. Mei tells Sky to ignore Sif and just focus. Just as Sif gets through the cell wall, Sky takes Mei's icer and shoots herself. Mei is extremely worried, but actually that was fucking genius. <laughs> Incredibly quick thinking. Um, and Sif is shocked. Sky harmed herself and risked her own freedom to save the rest of the people in this bunker and possibly the surrounding area. Coulson comes in just in time to say that this proves Sky is trying to get better, and if Sif takes Sky away from the people that she loves, she'll only get worse. Um, which I feel like that particular part was more for like the audience than it was for Sif. I feel like Sif knew that. She was getting that. Yeah. <laughs> So, Coulson and May drive Sif and Vintek out to the middle of the woods! That's another Taylor. We're in the middle of the woods! <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that Sif can take Vintek back to his home. Vintek goes to shake Coulson's hand and says, Why is my hand not blue? <laughs> and actually, I fucking love Vintek. <laughs> he says, Have we arrived yet? Which... I feel like is the alien version of, are we there yet? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I love him. I, you know. Have we I, arrived <laughs> yet? <laughs> he's, he's awesome. I love Vintek. <laughs> um, so Sif and Coulson talk one last time about the decision to leave Sky on Earth. Sif's think, Sif thinks this may be part of a universal tide that Coulson may not be able to swim against. Um, and it, <laughs> I, I didn't want to write out the whole conversation, but then I did because I thought it was funny. So she's like, as guardians have learned, there are some things that cannot be understood. And Coulson goes, is this conversation one of them? <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> That's like the... <laughs> The funniest, rudest way to say get to the point. That's like ruder somehow than saying, can you get to the point? What are you talking about? <laughs> Please clarify. I gotta go. We gotta go. Can you hurry it up? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So once Sif and Vintak are in the Bifrost... May and Coulson talk more candidly. May is worried about what's, what keeping Sky with them could mean. She thinks back to how Coulson was brought back to life with a map to a city encoded in his DNA. And then their first mission as a team was to pick up Sky. And then everything since then brought them to ultimately bringing Sky to the city. And she can't stop thinking about what Richard Lumley said. Everywhere Sky goes, death follows. So as the rest of the team is cleaning up the broken glass, Fitz tries to apologize to Simmons for lying to her. Simmons is very angry that he did, but Fitz brings up the way Simmons was talking about Reyna as a plague to be eradicated. And he says, how is he supposed to tell her about Skye after that? Simmons says this would have been different because Skye is her friend. But Fitz shoots back, like I was your friend and then I changed. And oh God, that whole... That line right there, like, cut so deep. Concerning Simmons' apparent anger at learning that Skye has gained new abilities due to her exposure to alien materials, executive producer Jeffrey Bell explained that the way everyone reacts to the situation is different, and different types of concern and different types of fear and different types of determination and I think all of our characters are reacting in very different ways to that, which is the whole point of doing it. When one of your best friends comes out as a superhero, how do you react to that? And just trying to find out, oh, my friend changed, they're different, and how do I feel about that? And this is cool, but it's scary, and I don't know how I feel about that. And it's wonderful, and why can't I have that? Or I don't want that, or does Scott want that? It just, to me, captures a whole bunch of questions, which is what we try to do. You're right, Jeffrey. It sure does. <laughs> so true, Jeffrey. So true, Jeff. <laughs> um, so at this point, they've been raising their voices, and they're in the middle of the room. So uh, Mac jumps in and says, secrets don't help any of us. Oh, really, Mac? Secrets don't help? Huh? Really? 
think so? <laughs> Mac, Morris, and Hunter all agreed that they had a right to know about Sky and that Fitz should have told them. Fitz compares them all to Sif and Vintak, saying that they're talking like Sky needs to be locked up somewhere and studied. Fitz says they should be protecting Sky, and Mac says, no, we should be protected from her. And just as he says it, he sees that Sky has been listening to them from the doorway. Ouch. I can really see both sides, but I yeah. agree more with Fitz. Right. Poor Sky. Honestly, if they had if they had, had if they had shown any kind of understanding to what Raina was going through or like because all of them had, had said something really like derogatory or violent about Chip. Sorry. <laughs> About <laughs> Chip. And... <laughs> um, but no, all of them had, had said something derogatory or violent about aliens in one way or another. And, like, how was... How was she supposed to feel safe telling them anything? Like, I certainly would have. Wouldn't... Would not have. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> Um, but no, like I can see yeah. where their fear is coming from, but they certainly didn't make it safe for their friend to turn to them for help. No. Anyway, so Skye doesn't say anything either. She just walks away. Fitz starts to run after her, but Skye just ignores him too. She brings a bag to the interrogation room, which has been converted into a bedroom for her, basically. And she closes the door, protecting them all from her. And God damn it, Mac, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> oh. Oh. So now it's time for the post-content content. It's daytime, so I'm going to do it a little louder. Protect your ears, lower your volume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Hunter goes to the garage alone and confronts Mac about whatever he and Morse have been keeping from everyone. Hunter spills everything that he knows so far, and he asks who backup is. And Mac simply just chokes Hunter out until he's unconscious. And I repeat, God damn it, Mac, we were rooting for you! Okay, but it's kind of funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Hunter's like, oh, <laughs> I was gonna say it's just funny how fast he went to that, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On the title of the episode, uh, Jeffrey Bell said. I think for all of us, who you really are is revealed in these kind of situations. Mm. Which side are you on? How do you feel about that? Who do you stand with? How do you feel about that? Mm. So very much on point with that is Lady Sif, and one of the things on point with that is Sky. But one of the things I think is nice about that title is it also reflects on the rest of the team as well. It sure fucking does. It sure does, Jeffrey. So true, Jeffrey. So true, Jeffrey. I okay. I love I love the, these quotes like this and trying to read them, because, like, so a lot of times these answers are not like rehearsed. It's like answering questions from like a Comic Con panel or something like that. Yeah. And so like the answer gets a little like windy. Yeah. <laughs> and like you're like okay. I'm reading this, and I don't know where it's going. <laughs> okay. Shit's getting real. So, it really overall is. thoughts? I really wanted to like Mac, and now I'm like... Now I'm regretting that decision. <laughs> you said it was safe. <laughs> I guess you said it was safe from him being a Nazi, so... You didn't say it was safe in general. No comment. Ugh. Anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. What are yours? Okay. Um, just that like 
shit is getting real, and I, I just can't wait for the next few episodes. Like, I'm so excited for the rest of this season. Because, <laughs> like, I feel you genuinely have no idea where it's going. I've had no idea where anything is going. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wait, I would love to hear... What is your guess for, like, what's going to happen in, like, the rest of the season? Okay, so, I mean, Morris and Mac are going to betray everybody at some point. Or they already have been. I feel like... Okay, this is outlandish, but I'm going to throw it out there. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like they're working for Glenn Talbot and... <laughs> Um, and they're trying to, like, arrest Coulson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) and Hunter can get, like, eaten by a shark or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) and, but then, uh... I feel like Mac is going to still want to, but Morse is changing her mind about wanting to be part of this mission because, because she loves, she's in love with Simmons and because she wants to be Sky's best friend. That's why. Okay. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) What about, uh, what about with Sky's powers? What do you think is going to happen there? I mean, she's going to be a superhero. She's going to get a handle on it. She'll be a superhero and, um, she'll be the superhero that nobody ever knew about. Yep. Yep. She'll be on her vigilante shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that concludes our episode on season two, episode 12, Who You Really Are. Yeah. Next week, we'll be covering season two, episode 13, One of Us. One of us. Stay tuned for that. One of us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.